Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn. Welcome to our program, The Family Sanctuary, focusing on life-giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, Chairman of Heartbeat International, that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. And today we're going to be focusing on one of my favorite topics and uh, one that we have many good programs in our archives that you can continue to uh, learn and be inspired by our guests and particularly our guests today. And we're going to be focusing on marriage. And uh, the title of our program is Marriage, Why Bother? (laughs) And I think that um, today we see it's pretty clear that a lot of people are feeling that way. Why bother? Uh, Marriages are occurring much later in life. People are not marrying until they're they're 30s, sometimes they're mid-30s, late-30s. And some people are not marrying at all. And then, of course, there's the the divorce rate, the numbers of, of marriages first marriages as well as subsequent marriages that are ending. Um, So lots of people apparently are thinking marriage, why bother? (laughs) And we have a wonderful guest today uh, that we're going to pursue that topic and and answer their question. <laughs> we'll provide we'll provide a, a lot of insight from our our wonderful guest today, Dr. Perry Cahal, on why bother. There are lots of reasons to bother with marriage, right, Dr. Cahal? Yes, thanks for having me. <laughs> Great to have you again. And we have other programs by Dr. Cahal in our in our archives here at the Family Sanctuary. But Dr. Cahal received his undergraduate degree from Duke University, and he has an MA and PhD in historical theology from St. Louis University. And he's now uh, working as a professor of historical theology, and he's the academic dean of the School of Theology at the Pontifical College Josephinum in Columbus. So he teaches seminarians, um, priests, uh, priests in formation, let's say, and uh, he he's taught courses on the theolo- on theology, church history, um, uh, theology of Saint Augustine, um, the new evangelization, but also on marriage and the theology of the body, which is so important from. Uh, from John Paul II that that in, infuses so much of our understanding of marriage and why bother with it. <laughs> Dr. Cahal has published many articles, uh, mainly academic, but he's got a book coming out very soon for us uh, lay people that I am really looking forward to. Although I'm not newly married, my husband and I have already celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary. That's amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. But we're still learning about marriage. We're still appreciating why bother? We haven't we haven't learned it all for sure, and um, and I love pursuing that uh, the, the 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 tremendous uh, values of marriage that we can ignore even when we've been living it for fifty years. So, uh, but Dr. Cahal has a new book coming out, "Living the Mystery of Marriage," which is going to be for marriage preparation and for newly married couples. I'm sure again, couples of of all ages of their marriage. We'll get a lot out of it. So thank you for doing that. And we're looking forward to that. It will be coming out from liturgical training publications, which is in Chicago. So Dr. Cahal, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. And um, so 
so why bother? What is the, the, the real gist of the answer to this question? And then we'll build that out. Yeah. Why bother with marriage? I think that's a, a pertinent cultural question today. I'm going to use Pope St. John Paul II to respond to that. Okay. And I think one of the most fundamental uh, answers to that question is because marriage responds to one of the deepest desires of the human heart. Mm-hmm. Um, John Paul II taught in his theology of the body that every single human person has a desire for spousal love. What's spousal love? It's this desire to give oneself completely to another person and to receive another person completely into myself. Every single human person who's ever been born has that desire. Now, John Paul went on to explain you know, that there, we have that desire because we've been created by a God who is love, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, this infinite communion of persons pouring themselves out in love to each other. And when we're made in the image of that God, that means that we desire to do the same thing to give ourselves away in love and to receive another in love. Now, he explained there are two ways to fulfill that desire, fundamentally two ways, marriage and consecrated life. We'll talk about marriage today. Mm-hmm. But that when people ponder this question, well, why should I bother? Marriage provides a basic response to that fundamental human desire that no other relationship does. Not even dating, you know, not the hookup culture that we have in our, in our modern world, None of that responds to this fundamental desire to give oneself completely to another and to receive one completely into oneself. And Mm -hmm. we all desire to do that. Mm -hmm. We can't find happiness unless we experience ourselves as gifts and and unless we receive another as a gift to experience that intimacy. That's the fundamental answer to that question. Mm -hmm. Self-gift. Correct. Self-gift. And I think of the, and, and it's amazing that that message is seemingly so little known in our culture today, even though it's always been an adage. I don't know where I imagine this comes from the Bible. Tis so much better to give than to receive. Right. Well, we know that. I mean, we say that it, it it's it's kind of a cliche. It's become a cliche. Uh, but somehow we're not applying it to our male female male female relationships. Um, it's it's why would something that's so commonsensical and so much has been a part of our cultural wisdom, you know, not be recognized as, as the truth today. And I I would say there, I bet if we ask a a group of, of people, even churchgoers, even Sunday mass goers, um, would they be able to, really acknowledge that what truly makes us happy is self-gift, is giving of ourselves. And I, I love the way John Paul II, of course, expressed that and in, in his teaching Theology of the Body, that uh, unless we're giving of ourselves, we're not satisfying that, that deepest need. That's the way he created us. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and you know, to the question you ask, why are we not recognizing that? I think John Paul II helped identify or diagnose that problem, too, Mm, when in several of his writings, he said that we have a fundamental misunderstanding of what human freedom is, you know, that we think freedom is simply the ability to do whatever we want to do. Well, I don't know about you, but there are plenty of times in my life when I've done exactly what I wanted to do, and it didn't lead me anywhere happy. (laughs) Why is that? Because what I chose was not in accord with God's plan for my life, for human love. 
And instead of feeling happy and contented and peaceful, I le- was left feeling isolated and alone. Hmm. Right? Freedom is not the ability to do whatever we want to do. That's the, the kind of poison pill that we've taken that blinds us to the reality of married love and why bother. Mm-hmm. You know, freedom is living in accord with God's truth, including God's truth for married, about married love you know, and about how to express that love to each other. That's what brings happiness. Say again that definition of freedom that you just said. Freedom is the, is the ability to live in accord with God's truth, including his truth about human love you know, mm-hmm. and married love. Now, We're in, free to choose that because of free will. Yes. We are free to choose what God has created because of how he created us. Yes. He also knows what is going to make us happy. That's exact, exactly right. He, he wants but our happiness. But we have to choose it. <laughs> exactly. There's a difference between free will or freedom of choice and and this and arriving at freedom you know we we arrive at true freedom true happiness true contentment true fulfillment based upon what it is we're choosing mm-hmm. and if what we're choosing is not in accord with god's plan then good luck arriving at happiness mm-hmm. it's simply not going to happen mm-hmm. and when we deal with this question you know marriage why bother and i you know throughout well because we all have this deep desire for spousal love spousal love has a unique has a unique structure to it you know that i think some people think marriage, why bother? Because they see marriage as just this kind of mutual relationship of convenience where, you know, I'm satisfying some of my desires and you're satisfying some of yours and fine. No, I mean, at its heart, married love is this free gift of self, which seeks, you know, an exclusive relationship, which is forever and ultimately, which is open to bearing fruit in the world by propagating more little images and likenesses of God, right? <laughs> That's married love. Mm -hmm. And all of us have that desire for this free, faithful, forever, fruitful love that's just inbuilt in our hearts. That's why bother. No other relationship can bring that type of satisfaction. And I would imagine there may be people listening to us today who are saying, wow, uh, yeah, I I was looking for love in all the wrong places. Yes, I did, or I have been, <laughs> or I still am, because they may be saying, I don't feel the way you're describing. Yeah. I, uh, And maybe they're even thinking that even within their marriage, maybe they have married, that maybe they are married, but they're still not feeling that fulfillment. Um, let's go back to you were describing some of the characteristics of that kind of love. Sure. Maybe that would help us explore, uh, okay, even for those who may be in a marriage, um, what may be blocking them from, from having that kind of spousal love that is so satisfying and fulfilling. You mentioned several characteristics of that mm-hmm. kind of love. Let's go back over those again. Sure. The, mm-hmm. the, the fundamental characteristics of, spousal married love you call them the four f's you know free faithful forever and fruitful so free you know that you can't force somebody to give a give a gift of themselves to another person there's no such thing as a valid shotgun wedding (laughs) so it's it, it can't be coerced it can't be under duress it can't be out of fear it has to be a free gift of self i want to exist for you i give myself to you and i freely accept your gift so it's possible that there are there are couples listening or people listening who are in marriages, but still maybe at one time did give that free love, free spousal love. Uh, maybe they are not still giving that free spousal love, or maybe 
maybe there have been issues or problems in the marriages that have caused barriers to form and uh, that love is not now being freely given. That's a possibility. Um, so, so maybe it's important for them to be thinking, again, I need to freely commit myself to this other person. Yeah, and I think to think back to their wedding day, that on the day that I got married, I, I think, let me kind of take a step back. A lot of the of marital problems, I think, ensue because people mistakenly equate love with a feeling. Mm-hmm. Good right? point. The, uh, marriage is not about a relationship of, of continual emotional stability. Mm-hmm. Right? Marriage is not about happily ever after. Marriage is about committed ever after. Mm-hmm. Right? And on the day that I committed to my wife, I knew what I was doing. I freely gave myself to a relationship which was faithful and forever and open to bearing fruit. I need to recall in the time in the difficult times of our marriage what I committed to because I couldn't tell you on the day that we got married how I would feel about my wife five years or 10 years or now almost 19 years from that day. But I could tell you on that day, no matter how much time God gives us together on this earth, I will love her mm-hmm. with that type of love because that's what I committed to. So we're talking about, you know, my husband and I came from the tradition of marriage encounter. Yes. Uh, we made our marriage encounter when we had been married nine years and now we've been married 50 years <laughs> and we've been trying to live out those concepts. And the way we would say that in marriage encounter is that love is a decision. Yes. So love is not always a feeling. No. The day you got married, you may be love was a very strong feeling at that point. Right. Uh, and maybe you were in the romance stage of 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 your relationship. And um, we would say marriages go through stages of romance and disillusionment yes. and joy. But that love is a decision. And and that's that freedom implies a decision that yes. we can make over and over and over yes. that we need to make over and over and over again in our marriage. That's right. Right. Yes. That I give myself to you as a gift. Yes. No right? matter what. <laughs> No matter, no matter what, what. that's and, the for and, better, for worse, for richer, for poor. And odd, that's right. And oddly <laughs> enough, you know, I think some young couples, they see this as a burden, the no matter hmm. what, like the, the marriage, why bother question? You know, why do I want to commit myself to somebody when we may experience trouble in the future or this bad thing may happen? But there's ironically, there's a great sense of peace, you know, knowing that you're, you're going through life with this person no matter what. It provides this kind of love-structured framework on which you can stand and build the rest of your life together. Right. Let me reintroduce our guest. Uh, It's Dr. Perry Cahal, who is a professor at the Josephinum here in Columbus, Ohio. He teaches theology of the body, he teaches marriage, uh, many other wonderful courses to to priests, uh, priests in formation. But he has also uh, has written a, a book for us lay people that will be coming out very soon. And, uh, and, and we're talking today about, about, well, the topic is marriage, why bother? <laughs> because there are lots of reasons to bother. And we're talking about God's plan for marriage. And the fact that marriage, it's marriage and God's plan for marriage that satisfies our deepest desire, uh, our deepest longing, which is to love and be loved, because that's how God created us. So we're talking now about the characteristics of this kind of love. It's unique. It's not it's not just romance. It's not happily ever after. It's a unique kind of love. And you were saying, Dr. Dr. Cahal, uh, the four Fs, free, faithful, forever, and bearing fruit. Yes. Right. And <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about freedom. I think we can talk about the other ones 
um, almost together. Because I think it's the faithful forever and the fruitful part that sometimes cause especially young people to fear marriage. Like, why, they, why bother? Because they'd rather live in this kind of uncommitted, whatever you want to call it, hookup culture, because there's too much risk involved to embrace those other three characteristics, the mm-hmm. faithful forever and the, the fruitful. But what they don't understand, or what's, what our culture is not helping people understand, I should say, right, is it that's where you find the ability to actually give yourself completely, unreservedly, and to experience a happiness that is really that you can't experience until you make that commitment, right? I mean, so th- let's take love song. No, lo- no love song that has any type of durability about it has in its, in its lyrics, I'll love you until something better comes along, right? right? Or I'll love you for uh, just a certain amount of time, right? I mean, every love song that has durability talks about the utter fidelity to this person to whom the, the, the songwriter is singing and forever. There's a forever quality about it. everybody desires that. Right. We don't. We don't desire, you know, until further notice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We desire ultimacy, mm-hmm. right? Complete and total giving and receiving, and in that complete and total giving and receiving, there's a there's a deep part of the human heart that wants that to spill out into the world. Right? That's the fruitful part, right? The the joy of seeing in a, in your ch- children's faces a reflection of your spouse. It's like seeing your love walk around in the world. Who doesn't want that? Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's ultimate. It's absolutely beautiful. Yet I think be, because of multiple reasons in our culture, young people are, are fearful of those qualities of love, and they ought not be. And by the way, we don't want to end this segment without mentioning this. Jesus gives us the grace in the sacrament of matrimony to deal with those fears. Right. Right. You know, when when we we find ourselves doubting our ability to love this other person the way they deserve to be loved, doubting our ability to live up to these qualities of married love, Christ in the sacrament of marriage enters into that union and empowers the couple to live that out. And that's a very consoling reality. Right. We're not doing this on our own. (laughs) It's not just my free will that's going to accomplish this, or I'm not going to accomplish this because I'm a good person uh, deep down. Um, uh, or whatever I have committed myself to in the past, I've been able to follow through, even if even if you think of yourself as that kind of a person. Marriage, I can remember my mother saying this over and over, marriage is hard work. It is. And of course, I looked at her. She was a homemaker. She was cooking and cleaning and sewing and taking care of all of us. And I kind of thought that's what she meant by marriage was hard work. <laughs> right. <laughs> Until that's... I got married. And then I realized <laughs> that's part of the easy part. That's right. The, the tasks are the easy part. Yeah, it's getting the relationship. Along. Yeah. The, the difficult part of marriage, to be quite frank, is you are two sinners who have bound your lives together. That is a recipe for disaster if you don't allow Jesus into the mix. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so true. It's the grace of the sacrament of marriage. Yes. That is what empowers us to give ourselves in marriage because we're basically selfish people. Yes. Uh, sinful people. And, and we can go back to our own little uh little world that's right uh, within the marriage yeah you know we talk about in marriage encounter living uh, as married singles yes so many couples do they are and i think that's becoming more of a trend unfortunately you know you have yours i have mine and we just kind of share a roof and a bed and exactly in fact i was just reading uh, a story uh in the newspaper about a new trend in older couples they're not getting married uh they're not even living together they're keeping their separate 
apartments, houses, whatever, and getting together every weekend or seeing each other during the week, a few nights. And, and they're saying this is a great way to continue the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. for sure married singles. That's exactly right. And mm-hmm. it doesn't bespeak the complete and utter self-donation and reception right. that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And I do want to, something you said uh, reminded me of this too. Any marriage that lasts, you know, there's grace involved there. I mean, we're talking about the gift that Christ assures us is there in the sacrament of marriage. But these four qualities of married love, free, faithful, forever, and fruitful, that's marriage as God created it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So whether Catholic or not, whether Christian or not, if you're getting married, that's what you're committed to. And and if that marriage is going to last, grace is operative there. Mm -hmm. So it's the sacrament of marriage that assures that Jesus is living in that relationship. Right. And trying to do it on our own without the sacrament of marriage, the the trend to- toward cohabitation, or yes. as I mentioned now, this new trend of totally living separately, but seeing each other during yeah. the weekend on weekends, that is not going to provide the grace for self-gift. That's right. Which is what really is fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I- I'm thinking too, um, and before the program ends, I want to make sure we devote some time to... Um, how how if can if if people are listening who are thinking um, I want to know more about this I want to understand it more I want my spouse to be part of of learning more about this and, and being inspired to live this kind of a life or or if people are listening who are not married yet and uh, thinking themselves well why bother our church does provide some opportunities that I want to make sure that we don't neglect to mention. Um, our We do have a wonderful office of marriage and family life at the Columbus Diocese. Yes, we're blessed to have one. Right, and some wonderful leaders there. People can look at columbuscatholic.org and go to the marriage and family life section, and there are lots of programs mentioned there, resources that are available. Um, and if if you're thinking, I don't think there's anything available in our parish, go to your your pastor or perhaps the deacon and talk about that. Is there some way of bringing something into our parish for couples? Uh, we do have worldwide worldwide marriage encounter here in our diocese. Uh, there are lots of wonderful curricula. You mentioned John Paul II's teaching on our deepest desire. There's actually a curricula available through the Marriage and Family Life Office on fulfilling our deepest desire. Um, there are materials that you could bring to your parish. Um, and, and we were talking a little bit before the program, there may be a parish young adult group or um, the new group uh, now in our diocese, relatively new, a young Catholic professionals group of, of young people who get together to to learn more and live out our vocation as, as young Catholics. Um, being around people who are looking and seeking for God's plan, God's way uh, for marriage and for our lives. There are opportunities. Um, we, as we were talking about it earlier, Perry, I think you really had a succinct way of talking about that. What if people are feeling, I, I've been going about this the wrong way, <laughs> right. and, 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 uh, and I haven't been satisfied, and I, I know I've not been living this out either in my marriage or before marriage right they've, and are convicted what what can they do yeah what do they what do they, what do they do if they've kind of let themselves buy into this this World mentality plan. of yeah mm-hmm. marriage why bother and have been looking mm-hmm. for love in all the wrong places i think fundamentally what they need to do is to find their identity in jesus 
you know, that, that each of our fundamental identity, we are the beloved of God and, and that's who we are. And if we're, if we don't know that and we're not standing on that foundation, then other relationships that we forge, we're going to be trying to fill up places in our heart that only God can fill. Mm-hmm. But if we, if we go to Christ Right. If I, if I realize I'm in an unhealthy relationship, if I go to the, the confessional and I unload that on Jesus and I allow him to, to form me and to give me my identity in him, then I have the strength and the foundation to go out and build healthy relationships. I think that's key. And I think the other things you mentioned, you mentioned are, are help do that. You know, these young adult groups and these different programs that help me understand more God's plan for me. But fundamentally, I need to know that I am the beloved of God. Right. And and we need to not only hear that message but accept it. There are so which can many, be hard. Yeah, absolutely. I know from our work in pro life that uh, so many people, for instance, who have had abortions think this is totally unforgivable. There's no way God can forgive me. Which is not true. No, it's not true. And in, in a way, it's a sin of pride. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, there is hope. You can always start again, and uh, it's it's a wonderful message. Thank you so much for being with us, uh, Dr. Cahal, because not only have you given us the vision of God's plan uh, for for marriage, why bother? Because he created us for love and spousal love is where we will find our true identity. Thank you for that vision and also for the hope uh, for healing and, and for starting again, if that message needs to be heard today. Thank you so much. And you have been listening to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, and our program is The Family Sanctuary. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn. There are archives of our program at stgabrielradio.com under The Family Sanctuary, and we have other programs by Dr. Cahal and other programs on marriage that we hope will be inspiration to you. Our program is broadcast at 4 o'clock every Saturday and 2 o'clock on Sundays. So please join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intends. Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then-